episode of the podcast, and today we're going to be reviewing Spider-Man Homecoming. It will be full of spoilers, so you've been warned. As always, I'm your host, Kate, and I'm here with Adrian. Hey, how's it going? And Matt. Hello. What were your initial hopes for this movie? I guess my initial hopes was I was excited for this movie, but I also did not want it. I hopes it wasn't a complete kid movie like basically how the ultimate spider-man the cartoon that has been running for excited to see though marvel actually do a spider-man movie considering they were coming off of uh, andrew garfield's two amazing spider-mans which in my opinion were not that great play-doh electro i believe is what they call it <laughs> i heard like three different like spider-man reviews and they were talking about Garfield Spider-Man, and they both said that Electro looked like Play-Doh. Now, I actually thought that Jamie Foxx is a good Electro, but they likened him to Play-Doh. <laughs> Which yeah. I can kind of see now. I can kind of see now, but I thought Jamie Foxx out of the whole movie was probably the best character in that entire movie. But... I've, I've only seen it once. I don't even remember what it looks like. I, I thought he was <laughs> the most endearing character, I think, in that whole movie. Yeah, that's how I thought He was. was. Yeah, Compared to everybody was. else. Emma Stone. But Emma Stone's pretty much good in almost anything she does. Going from Matt's comment about coming off of The Amazing Spider-Man, my biggest thing was I was hoping that the CG would look seamless because in The Amazing Spider-Man, in those two films, the CG is really, really heavy-handed and you can you get like Electro Play-Doh and really weird-looking spider webs um, because of how differentiated it is from the rest of the scene so that was one of my main hopes because i knew after watching civil war that they were going to use like a, a cgi um a yeah cgi spidey and so i was hoping that when they did do that that it was going to look good and not cheesy i think the biggest thing that i wanted was just a good peter parker and a good spider-man i think first and foremost because you know the first edition and not like you know the first first like 70s 80s spider-man movies but like the toby Maguire, he's he's pretty good peter parker but he's an awful spider-man and andrew garfield was the opposite so i just wanted a good well-rounded actual spider-man where i was like oh that's a good peter parker and oh that's a good spider-man i think that was my biggest hopes from uh just from what we saw in civil war yeah, and I didn't do like a detailed t Twitter poll. Like I didn't break it down into all four choices, but I kind of just ran one asking um, our Twitter followers and whoever like saw the Spider-Man Homecoming hashtag, whether or not Spider-Man Homecoming had lived up to their expectations. And 78% said, yes, it did. Or no, it was 87%. There we go. Got those numbers slipped around. Uh, said, yes, it did. Um, so I know that like critically it's gotten a lot of acclaim, but it didn't break any records, which I thought was kind of weird. It hasn't said anything, hasn't said any box office like breaking news. This is now the top selling movie type thing, which I was kind of surprised of. But if we get into like the bulk of the movie, this movie, we don't get an origin story, which I was really freaking happy about. I don't want to watch Uncle Ben die like, 10 more freaking times. Like, I feel like everybody was just excited that we didn't have an origin story. Like, they could have put anything as long as it wasn't an origin story. <laughs> yeah. People would have been happy. If it wasn't an origin movie. story, everybody yeah, It's would like have been there. watching Bruce Wayne's parents die. Like, I, need, I don't need that anymore. Stop showing me Bruce Wayne's parents dying. Like, I don't need to see Uncle Ben die again. Yeah. So I'm glad they skipped out on it. And I think that's the good thing is we get Spidey pretty much, it, we get him post-Civil War and it, it, the intro to the movie is this awesome kind of like um, what is it like? Not found footage, but it's it's a, it's a first, it's first yeah. It, it's first it's first person POV, and it's him experiencing what it was like to go to uh, was it Berlin, right? Yeah. Yes. To yeah. go to Berlin, and you know the little like hoarding himself like, oh my god, I took a shield! I took a shield, guys! And then like he gets thrown back, and so like. You get to see him and how he was feeling during that fight. And then it throws you automatically into his world. And this is a world where he's already decided that going home after school to be Spider-Man is what he looks forward to during, to, during his day. Um, that being said, it's not because there's like some terrible thing happening at school. It is just because like Spider-Man is his life and he wants to do this. Um, and that's And that's where he wants to spend all his time. I believe they say that, you know, uh, the Peter Parker in this world is in, uh, 
I'm trying to like do this objectively before we get into like how we talked about these things. He's in a kind of like a self-contained, um, I believe DJ, shout out to DJ Tech. Um, he's a Twitch streamer who like really loves Spider-Man. He was explaining it and he explained it as a nerd school. So like everybody there is nerdy and everybody there is smart. And um, like being on the quiz bowl is equivalent to like being a jock and like everybody has different parts of them that are super, super smart. So that's a Peter Parker that we get here. We don't get the Peter Parker getting bullied narrative per se. Um, I think they try it. And then we get the introduction of a character that I thought was gonna go really crappily, um, but Vulture. Vulture is brought to life by the great Michael Keaton. And I wanna hear what you guys thought about his introduction to the movie, which is he starts off as a contractor to clean up all the mess that the Chitauri have brought, and then the government ends up taking it over, and he turns to a life of crime, making super weapons out of alien stuff. What did you think? Well, the first thing I want to say is I got confused because he said eight years ago, and I still haven't figured out how this is eight years ago. Because it's not it's... 2020 yet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That threw me off that whole entire scene because he said eight years ago. And I was like, wait a minute. I could have sworn that was like 2012 with the Avengers one when all this happened. It's only 2017. I'm confused. So I could be wrong. And like, No, you're not. Time, I, think, I think that's something that like, I think that's something that at least Instagram pointed out, I think. Yeah, no, like, <laughs> I, I, I didn't know if it was just me, but I was like, I feel bad because I literally missed it. I spent the first like three minutes while they were talking, literally trying to do math in my head, wondering like, and recap every single Marvel movie, wondering what I missed. Yeah, I think they just placed it in 20... Like, this movie takes place in, like, 2020. Okay. I, I mean, if that's what they're going with, that's fine. It yeah. was just... Movies are not subject to time. Well, we know that. But just the way... The, guess the way the universe has gone, at least MCU, it seems like they're kind of writing at least the same timeline of, like, with current events, per yeah. se. I did like the Vulture, though. Was, and I was, sorry. Yeah, so back to what the main <laughs> yeah. question was. How did you guys like Vulture? Because... He wasn't. He was technically still in a green suit with fur. What did you guys oh, think? Oh, they pulled it off so well. I thought it looked dope. That's like, I, I thought he's easily the best villain MCU's had since Loki. Yes. And they didn't kill him. Yes. So we are going to get more of him, which is like the best thing because Marvel just kills all of their good their villains. villains. <laughs> yeah, like they just they just kill him off randomly, like except for Loki. But like, it's just like having vulture like one of his first you know villains like in the comic and like pulling it off as stupid as he looks in like the original comics uh, and doing it well i think is a huge as stupid uh, as huge he looks plus. in any other media of him yeah like not even just in the original you comics you should see him in the ultimate spider-man how they portray vulture it is awful <laughs> yeah he's just, he's just stupid and then them able to like to pull it off is, is really great then being able to pull off like three and a half villains in the movie, I think is pretty good too with Vulture, Tinkerer. And Shocker. And Shocker. Yeah. Uh, two it, Shockers. It didn't, it didn't, like, yeah. It, it didn't feel like you were being overwhelmed with villains. Yeah. Like in Amazing Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 3. So yeah. I think and they I think, pulled off three villains better than, you know, anything else could have. And I think they did that because I think they really trusted the fans to kind of get it. Yeah, no, we, we've talked about it before. Well, well, we'll get into, like, Easter eggs and stuff, like, in nods later. But, like, I think this movie does it so well of comic book nods, like, better than almost any other Marvel movie really out there. Them not beating you over the head with it. And, like, if you don't get it, you're stupid, and you have to go back and read, you know, 60 years worth of comics to understand this reference. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Vulture's, Vulture's great. I, I, and then kind of basically setting up Sinister Sticks gives us more Michael Keaton, hopefully, in the future. So I'm down. I really loved that he still had the fur, but it was worked into an aviator jacket. Like, yeah. I thought that I was know. really, really badass. Like, I, I can't... It could have been so bad, but it was so right. And I think my favorite thing was that his wings were a freaking mech suit. And, mm -hmm. like, all of the little, like, feathers worked independently of each other. Like, the, the, interesting, the intricacies that they put into the Vulture mech was oh, awesome. Oh, yeah, like... It so much better than Falcon. Like that was yes, like, yes. Vulture, like, like Falcon. Why can't Falcon look like that? <laughs> as much as I like Falcon, like that is just way, 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 way better. 
I'm just waiting for Falcon and Vulture to meet and Falcon to, because you know they're going to do it. He's just like, <laughs> shit, Tony, why, why don't I have this? I like the way they did the, uh, obviously it was night vision, but they, I guess they attributed to the green, his way his, uh, his eyes were with the suit and stuff. So it made it look almost like, because of the green light and I guess it was metallic, it looked green yeah. for the most part. Yeah, definitely. And I think they made, I think the really cool thing too is they made his suit or I guess it wasn't even a suit. His they made his wings fully functional. Like they used yeah. it as an airlock shield too, when he's doing that hija the hijacking at the end, right before the big battle. Um, like it, everything was with a purpose, which is really refreshing to see in a superhero movie, because a lot of the times they just jam in as much tech or whatever they want, and like, ooh, look at the pretty things, and not all of this has a purpose. Um, yeah. Love, 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 love Michael Keaton. I want him in everything. Anything that yeah. he can play wings or have. Yeah. <laughs> can he look like a bird or a bird-like character? Cast him. He'll do. <laughs> he'll do well. Um, I guess going from that, I'm trying to like stay with the story here and not get too lost. Um, but the other thing that I really like that they do is. All of the characters in that are around him in the school are actually established characters in different um, Spider-Man continuities. Um, so Ned, his best friend, who finds out that he's Spider-Man, <laughs> which in like the most awesome way possible, he's building a Death Star and then just drops it because Peter's like on the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, what are you doing here? I said we were going to come build the Death Star. Yeah, it's like um, straight from like Miles Morales, which exactly. I assume you're gonna. Yes, that's what I was leading to. Yeah, um, Ned is a nod to Miles Morales's best friend, um, so they did really well at working in all these different characters. Um, I, I don't know if we want to go into critiques yet, or do y'all want to save that for the end, or do it as we go? Well, I don't. Know. I mean, I think just the amount of character, like I said before, like the comic book nods that they put in there are just so plentiful. Like having Betty Brant being like the yeah. awkward anchor on like the the TV like the school TV show well, I think his, is awesome and like and his Liz uh, his love interest Liz is actually the name of Spider-Man's very very yeah. very first girlfriend she predates Mary Jane and yeah. um right uh, Gwen yeah, Stacy as as is Betty Brant and having Betty Brant in there maybe set something up like that for later you know having um sin a, an Asian chick named Cindy in there. Cindy Boo. Possibly sets, we talked sets about up Silk. something for Silk. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, having have... a, black, a black kid named Abe sets up probably Black Tiger. There's just so exactly. much in it. And I, they set up that world so well. They, they did. And they also set up, um, they have Prowler in there, Miles' uncle, who mm -hmm. nods that his nephew lives in the nephew. city. Um, and Donald it was Glover. played by Donald Glover, who, as we talked about in our Spider-Man episode, go listen to it, episode 24, uh, was one of the bases for Miles Morales' character in the comic book. Um, and he voices him in the television yep. show. Um, all that being said, they brought in a world of characters. Um, personally, I think, so there's two things. I'm going to do a good sandwich. So I'm going to give my critique right here. And then I'll say something <laughs> good when I'm done. Um, the critique was that they gave us, in a, like, they gave us really great characters. But I don't feel like they did much for me to know any of them beyond the surface. Um, for any of the side ones, which is okay. Um, but I feel like with Peter, you at least really got a, his connections with everybody else that was around him in at least the in the previous Spider-Man movies, but also in the Spider-Man that I'm used to. I felt like there was a disconnect with his personal life because of that. It maybe wasn't strongly as played as, as we talked about. One of the big reasons him being important is that in the spy the the struggles that spider-man goes through is that he is equal parts peter and equal parts spidey and i felt like this was heavily weighed on spidey um because we don't get enough of that cast interaction with peter that being said holy crap they did a really good job at making people look like high schoolers <laughs> like none of those people are high school age and they all look like freaking high schoolers like 
I thought they were like fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, like, I, I'm, I mean, I've never I mean, seen that done so well. Like, I'm fine with them not going like too into depth with um, some of his his friends and stuff, just because like this is like the the intro. I want to know about Spider Man. Like, I want to know about his his coming his like kind of like coming of age before you start getting into all this. Because they could have easily like given you because the movie was already like what like two and a half hours long. Like, they could have definitely given you stuff on you know cindy moon or like they could have given you more stuff on you know flash thompson which you didn't which you don't need um and i think it just would have like way down the story a little bit yeah. in my opinion but they also cool. set it up where you could talk where you could do more of that because he's only like a sophomore in high school so like you yeah and he's signed on for like five yeah. movies like there's no, plenty of time for them to, i see what you're saying uh, and i guess like let me rephrase it like i don't i didn't need more background information on them i needed more meaningful interaction between him and them like, I needed more meaningful interaction between Peter and them. Like, I needed his choices actually effect, like actually affecting what was going on with his interpersonal relationships on that side. Um, but I do agree. I think they've totally left the door wide open to build a world, uh, to build a Spider-Verse in the coming MCU movies since the follow-up to this is going to be the start of the next phase. Um, so, Yeah. A good sandwich, because I have, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, what did you think? I just, I kind of been a little quiet, but I mean, <laughs> it was, I didn't care for a lot of the extra characters from the high school, honestly. <laughs> I didn't, I, the interactions, like you said, I didn't think they seemed very superficial. Yeah. Some of them seemed forced. Uh, there wasn't a lot of depth involved in them. I know it sets up a lot of the other stuff, which is great, but I guess it's other stuff down the road. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I mean, and I do think, too, I guess, I, I think the good thing that I did like about the fact that these characters weren't extraordinary, that they were just characters there, um, was this is probably the most diverse freaking Marvel movie or superhero movie in general when it comes to casting. Yeah. And it Is wasn't, it? and like, and it was fulfilling a role that like a lot of people come like, we don't have to be extraordinary characters. Like just put us in the fucking background. Like make us look like we are a part of the world. Make like, and one of the, and I, and I say that specifically because New York is a really, really, really diverse city. The fact that they had a cast of characters that was reflective of that was really nice. And, they didn't have to be extraordinary. That being said, I thought there should have been like more than like Matt said, superficial interaction with some of them at least. Not all of them, but like how many uh, meaningful interactions did you have with people in high school? A lot. How many of those people do you still talk to? None, because they all had kids. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they played high school super well. Like you don't have not every conversation you have with somebody is like gonna change your life <laughs> so well, we're just going to stupid debate meetings but what i don't get there though is high schoolers are really freaking petty i remember how i was in high school and if you blow me off i'm not gonna take you to freaking homecoming sorry i guess that's what the whole like why had a problem because you talked about like guess when you, in these interactions obviously being either not meaningful or meaningful you know superficial as it are forced was because i didn't feel within these interactions, he had any, there was any consequences. Yeah. The Flash Thompson character design, whoever decided he was supposed to be the quote unquote bully and call him penis Parker or whatever. Yeah. Whoop-de-doo. That was I guess from this unnecessary case, and horribly yeah. done. So can we all just agree <laughs> that Flash Thompson was a bad character in this movie? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We're on the same page there at least. Because I love the the actor, um, like Tony Revolori. Re 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 I, I can't pronounce it. Yeah, he's awesome. Like funny dude. Uh, he, he's amazing. I just didn't like him in this. I thought, and that's yeah. not, like, not his fault. Like that's it was the they, writing. Yeah, that's what they wanted that character to be. Uh, the writing for that character, I just could not stand, and I was like, this is just sounds awful and unnecessary. It's really like only my glaring issue with the film for me is just that part really 
Because, I mean, I don't really like Flash Thompson anyway. I would have hated him if he was, like, a big, stupid jock. And I hate this Flash Thompson. So, like, I don't really know if I'm missing too much. Yeah. Because I already hate him. So I think that's kind of, like, the goal. <laughs> but, I think, but I think the difference is, is, like, at least with the other Flash Thompson, you hated him for a reason. Yeah. Because he but was, like, anything, tormenting Peter. Like, think, in a way that, like, Peter, like, physically had to hold in his Spider-Man self because he wanted to push back. But he stayed, like, he personally like he could have broken out of that and he doesn't many times that's part of his struggle while he's in school well he kicks the shit out of flash thompson in the first spider-man oh yeah, so, no, like, I, yeah. I don't know how much he's holding back because he beats yeah. the shit yeah. out but well, like yeah. this is well one like just to, like to semi-defend it like one it's a nerd school so there's not well, gonna be a bunch of jocks and then two um they i think like a small nuance that they did with the character that like the other Spider-Man, like the original Spider-Man didn't do is like, they made him love Spider-Man like the actual character of spider, like the actual Spider-Man. Cause like he, in the comics, yeah. like he leads the fan club. So like them having him actually like Spider-Man is something a little bit different, which yeah, I, which I yeah. did like. Yeah, they did. They did. They did do that. Well, see, I um, wish if they, since we were talking about a nerd st- uh, school and obviously we didn't get like the whole jock aspect of Flash Thompson. I wish they would at least made him like, match at least i guess wit and smart wise first peter if you're yeah. going to try to have him like as a quote-unquote bully rival yeah to if where he's he gonna can be do something yeah if yeah. he's gonna be a bully he has to like he has to rival peter in some way if it's not in physical size because he doesn't have to be a meathead like make him actually be intimidating in some way that too and i think the one thing that i also don't like is it kind of reinforces the stereotype that if you're a jock you can't be smart because there was nobody who looked that way at that school, and I don't like that personally. Uh, it's not too far off. I mean, I don't. If you're a jock. You're not going to performing. You're not going to a science school, so you can't play football. Anymore. I did. I went to one of the top biology schools in the country. Yeah. How much? How much sports did you participate in? <laughs> uh, I was a three-year starter for my football team. I played baseball for two years. Also ran track. Well, they don't establish that there's any sports at that school. I guess what I'm saying is and this is this is me honestly like coming out for the guys like you can be an attractive guy physically and still be smart the same way that there were attractive women or like I guess Liz is attractive and is also known to be smart at that school you can also have that equivalent there and I guess Tom Holland's supposed to be that, but I'm, I don't know. Like I, nerds don't all look like the prototypical nerd, but I mean, that's neither here nor there. It wasn't a gripe with the movie. It's just kind of like me looking back at it and kind of wanting like Flash Thompson to actually give some of that struggle of what school is like for Peter. I guess if that, you're going to bring him up at all. Well, we're talking about the struggle. Like, I guess I was also bringing up the point, like, so he quits the team for the quiz ball or just quiz. I can't show up. So they're like, okay, gone. He literally walks up there like, oh, I can make it, guys. They would have kicked Flash Thompson off the team and say, sure, hop on the bus. What consequences Peter seems like the bully. Because <laughs> Peter comes in and he literally gets everything that Flash has in, like, in the scenes. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't even show up for the entire quiz bowl because obviously he got stuck in, I guess, the and then, and, uh, and there's the scene when they're doing the Captain America's fitness program and like Ned puts him on the spot because he's like, Peter knows Spider-Man. And then Flash tries to make fun of him, and then that actually gets him invited to Liz's party. Like, it it seems like all... And and this might just be, like, a conscious choice of then not wanting to show bullying for whatever reason, but it's kind of like everything that Flash does seems to backfire on him. Except, I guess, for calling him Penis Parker, but Parker wasn't even there to see it, so I don't see what type of... He left, he abandoned his friend there the entire day, and his friend showed up the next day like, "What, what happened, man? Like, yeah. you left me, but that wasn't a deal. Like I yeah. said, he didn't show up to the quiz bowl. Nothing happened to him. He got to get some detention with Hannibal Burris, which... I wish he t- had talked more in that yeah. movie. And, I wish he had had more lines. And then he got to go to Homecoming. Yeah. With the person that, the captain that he pretty much abandoned. Yeah. But... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. At least from that standpoint, I didn't see any struggle or any consequences. Even when he disappeared, all that stuff... All he said, told Aunt May was, oh, I lost the internship. She's like, oh, it'll be okay. Yeah. Which I will say this, Marissa Tomei did not think she was going to be a good Aunt May. I like her. She's pretty good Aunt May. They're just not poor. <laughs> but yep. it's whatever. 
No. But she's a pretty good Aunt May. Like, I don't think Aunt May needs to be old anymore. I don't think so either. Yeah. I also think he's poor. He's trash digging to get stuff in the first, like, in, in Civil War. Flash Thompson is driving, like, a Bentley to, like, homecoming, and he's taking the bus or, like, the train to get to school. Like, it's not like he's not poor. I don't think that means you're poor in New York, though, because the majority of people take the train. And I also, like, I don't know, I guess because, like, I grew up really poor. Like, my mom wouldn't have taken me to go get a new suit. Or, like, if my mom burnt dinner, she wouldn't have taken me to suit. go somewhere. <laughs> like, patched that together. Did you see it? I thought that was, like, a perfect example of, like, him not being poor. Like, they patched that, his outfit together in that whole scene. They didn't go buy it. Did they? Yeah, they just patched they together with stuff things. in the closet. No. Uh, okay. He looks, he looks like a dork. <laughs> like His shoes don't match his suit. No, they patched it together. I thought that Converse was like an active like young people thing. I remember when I was in high school, we wore Converse with everything. Well, this like, is 2020, everything. so you don't know how the styles are then. So. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I guess like I just... But I don't know. We don't have too much background on their family life. But then again, like the fact that I'm getting some of this, sh- some of this wrong, like it just like I don't feel like I know Peter Parker's life. Like I don't feel like I don't want to say Tom Holland was a bad Peter Parker because I don't think he was. But I also don't feel like I got a good sense of who Peter Parker is, at least in his personal life. That that's the only thing. Like none of his Peter Parkerness sticks with me. That's personal preference, I guess. Like that being said, though, he's a damn good Spider-Man. I think he's a damn good Peter Parker too. I think he's the better. He's more well-rounded than either of the other Spider-Man. Oh God, no. Well, I guess well-rounded as a whole, yes. But I don't think he's a good Peter. I don't think he has enough Peter Parker for me. I think he fits what Disney's done with Ultimate Spider-Man. You say that, but like he's—they're doing Ultimate Spider-Man. They're not doing. Yeah, I know, that's Disney. why he fits exactly well, no, that No, like, the comic Ultimate Spider-Man, not, like, the newest Disney. Because, like, they're doing stuff from, like, the Spectacular Spider-Man in, like, the early 2000s that's based on Ultimate Spider-Man, the actual comic. So it's not necessarily, like, Disney Ultimate Spider-Man. It's just the Ultimate Spider-Man comic from 2000, like, 2009 or whatever. I personally, like, I read parts of Ultimates, and I've, I, I've read Spectacular. I think that it played more into the Disney Ultimate TV show Peter Parker than it did those. Yeah, not the Spectacular Spider-Man comic. The Spectacular Spider-Man TV show, which is based on the Ultimate Spider-Man comic, or comic is, is what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, no, I, I personally think it plays into the, the Disney animation like, solidly. Yeah, because like, that's solidly. based on the Ultimate yeah. Spider-Man yeah, comic. Yeah, that's I know that. Right. But you're like arguing that it doesn't... No, because like you're saying like... It's, TV show. That's, oh, that's just the Disney version. Like, no, like that's been a version of Spider-Man since 2000. Like, that's not a new thing. Like, that's been Spider-Man since 2000. Like, they barely just did a new Spider-Man like edition like now. That's, that's the Spider-Man that people have known since 2000, since we were kids. Like, that's the Spider-Man. I guess too, like I just personally don't really like the Ultimates line in general. The, like the like the I've one never cared for the, the one Ultimates line that I we... did read like extensively was Ultimate X Men, and I know that like the entire like background of Ultimates was to make all these old stories relevant to people in the two thousands. Um, I didn't care for a lot of the Ultimate line, and that that honestly, like I just want to say this here: this was a great movie, and it's probably one of the best mcu movies that there is like hands down like this is just me nitpicking my personal preferences on peter parker i think they take the best elements or like comic book nods in the amazing spider-man and put it into this i think it's the best culmination of different types of spider-mans like the originals in like tobin mcguire's obviously they don't have like the ultimate spider-man to draw off of but they yeah. also have this spectacular Spider-Man to draw off of, but it's mostly just Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. This has spectacular Spider-Man in it. This has Amazing Spider-Man in it, and it has Ultimate Spider-Man in it from, like, stupid scenes like him not being able to web swing in the suburbs. Like, that's straight Amazing Spider-Man draws. Yeah. You know, the, the rubble scene, Amazing Spider-Man. The fact that he's fighting Vulture first is Amazing <laughs> Spider-Man draws. Yeah. I think it has the best aspects of it without the woman beating and the basically just dickishness of the Amazing Spider-Man Peter Parker. Well, yeah, no, I agree there. Like, I agree with that. Like, I don't think it's bad. I don't think Spider-Man is bad. I just don't think I know Peter Parker as Peter Parker. 
because I'm, that obviously wasn't the focus of the movie. Like his personal life to me, like that wasn't, it didn't mean anything. The whole, like this was a movie about him becoming Spider-Man and learning what to do as Spider-Man and learning that like daddy Iron Man says, you can't just wear the suit. Yeah, it's a, it's an origin story without being an origin story. And yeah. the platform that they set lets you, you know, possibly do, you know, having like the, um, like the Ben Riley style costumes, like sets up maybe doing stuff for like the the Clone Saga, like the base that it sets lets you think. And he's not even at the Daily Bugle yet. Like there's lots of time yeah. for him to have those like personal Peter Parker struggles. But you got to set set the set the universe first, which I, I think, think a lot of origin s- movies don't do. Yeah, and I think you kind of said it last time too. Like, I just don't like uh, on, on the Spider Man episode. I just don't like young Spider Man. I think that's just what it is. Well, probably like, Amazing Spider Man spends like thirty like thirty comics like as in high school. Yeah, like <clears throat> I, I think I like personally, like I just don't like that because I do like the intense struggle that happens, and I don't think that that type of complexity is there for me in this. I think it can be. But I don't think it is. No, it definitely can be. Like, there's some so, messed up stuff that happens in like the Ultimate Spider-Man that exactly. I think are more more so struggles than are in the Amazing Spider-Man because they're just kind of like superficial struggles yeah. and like dated struggles. I think the Ultimate Spider-Man will give you some stuff if they bring it to life. Obviously, yeah. like in the movie, that I think will be better than the struggles that we've seen in the other movies. Yeah. Definitely better than the Amazing Spider-Man, like to, uh, Andrew Garfield movies, because yeah. he yeah. YouTubed how a battery works. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. No, I I think we should transition into I mean Matt, do you have any like last input cuz I know that this really got to you. I just just doesn't I I have no emotional connection to this and that's about it. Well, and I kind of like just want to ask too like why cuz I I do know like when we did that Spider-Man episode and I just I mean obviously from like hearing you talk about Spider-Man since we've been together like this is your character. Like where I have X-Men, you have Spider-Man. Basically, in the episode, I talk about how he relates to everybody. Last time I checked, nobody made me a billion-dollar suit and covered me for everything, or I had an AI tell me what to do, or basically my nerd friend hanging on and helping me with every single thing and covering for me everywhere I went. I The other one was alone. He did everything himself. He wasn't given a suit to basically do everything for him. So you just the so, whole third act is him not even in the suit. That is literally the only thing that happened to him at all. This entire movie, as far as consequences, and I know that's bad. I mean, it's great because I mean that's what happens. But I mean, that was cool. But I mean, get the suit back. I mean, I don't know. I, I said it. It was a great movie for what it was. It fine. Maybe I just moved past that, and I said I'm not a fan necessarily of some of the ultimate stuff. And move forward, so I it just wasn't my preference, yeah. honestly. But that's just it. Like hands down, though, I do think where Matt and I don't connect with the Spider-Man, I can like already. I'm imagining a crap ton of little kids who went to go see that, or even like not even little little kids, but like 10, 12, 13, 14 year olds that went to go see that, and became Spider-Man fans if they weren't Spider-Man friends already. Like, I think that this movie is a good, is a great movie to bring somebody new into the fandom. And I think it brings them with open arms while still nodding to everybody who's already been here. Yeah, I mean, obviously I'm a little older, I guess, and knew a lot of the older stuff. I mean, I went after this happened and obviously I went to talk with people and I just went and started asking everybody I knew that had watched this movie, whatnot. And they, I mean, they all kind of gave me the same not necessarily, I guess, as in depth or meaningful, but the same answer to like, they just didn't relate to this. And this was seemed like spider kid to them. And he just seemed really weak in this movie. And obviously he's a lot younger. So, you know, that is, but it just, it didn't seem like they had the same connection, like what they knew from Spider-Man when we were younger. So that was it. Yeah. And it might just be because we didn't, we didn't have, or we had the ultimates, but that wasn't what we were reading or that wasn't what we were really watching. So I think for us, it's just the disconnect. But I, I do think like that being said, like all the stuff I've talked about him not having struggle in the personal life, I think even though he does have help from Tony Stark, I think when he does jailbreak, 
his Spidey suit to take the training wheels protocol off. Somebody jailbroke it for him. Oh, yeah, that's right. Ned jailbroke. After he has Ned jailbreak the Spidey suit, his he struggles as Spider-Man, and I think that's really endearing in a superhero. Like, I think that part is still there of, like, he does fall down. He does not know what he's doing, um, and he is finding out how to use these things um, with some help from, like, the AI. But I think ultimately, like, I think he is learning in those moments, and I think that he ends up having struggle with that. And he, like that, like you said, like the, like the entire side of Spider-Man, and you can tell that this is where the writing was focused, was building up this, this father-son role between Tony and, um, and Peter, which I thought was really, really well done. And I know that like people gave, are, are giving Tony Stark like some crap because I don't think he was, it was good. But I think after Civil War and learning that relationship that Tony had with his father kind of more in depth, I think seeing him interact with Peter are some of the best moments of the film. And having him actually hold Peter accountable, like being there to help him, but also holding him accountable for his choices that are being made as Spider-Man and saying, hey, you can't just go about doing this. I think that's really important. And I think that's what, like you said, Adrian, when he doesn't have the suit in the end, one of the most iconic panels in Spider-Man is Spider-Man fighting out of rubble. And for me, I thought it was really great to see it on film. Um, and I don't, I don't want to detract from that. Like it was, it was a great homage. Like that was awesome. I just wish I had had more of the personal side to build into that because in that panel, like it's everything kind of falling on top of him. Whereas this, it's just in the movie, it's him realizing like, this is a lot harder than I thought it was. I actually learned how to do this myself without relying on the suit. And then he bursts out of it and, you know, you have great moments there. Even though he did lose his suit, Ned still basically played Overwatch or whatever he was calling himself and basically helped him and actually saved him. But he didn't save him from the rubble. He's, I'm talking about, like, to even get to the rubble part. But no, I mean, it's good. It, I think people love this movie. I think it's a great movie for what it is. I don't want to sit here and bash the movie because I thought it was good, especially for what uh, Marvel's been doing for the MCU. It just, like I said, on a personal standpoint, I just, I'm, I didn't have any connection with this, unfortunately. And I do think too, like one of the best scenes I will say from the personal life side is when you find out that Liz, his love interest is Vulture's daughter. Like that entire interaction with him and Michael Keaton in the car is really freaking well acted. Like Tom Holland does have the acting chops oh, in the future. Even... Bring us like some really heavy Spider-Man story arcs. Yeah, Tom like, Holland's going to knock it out <clears> of the park. Even in like the rubble scene, like I was like leg like legit cry like that I wasn't crying, but like you can see like he's legit. He was emotional. Yeah. Like he's like legit doing he some He looks like he's in pain. Yeah, it's 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 nuts, and that a lot of that comes from him, you know, being like actually going to school for this stuff. So we actually have <laughs> a, a good actor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I think that's way more powerful than like anything any of the other Spider Mans have done. I I agree there. Yes. I I agree like, there. That was definitely. I his think upside is just out of control. Like, his upside you, is, is crazy. If I think if you give Tobey Maguire's storyline to Tom Holland, Tom Holland will knock all that crap like. It won't even be Spider-Man 2 is the best movie. Like, if Tom Holland acts that, who is Tobey Maguire? Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like no, he I has, that, yeah, like, he has all the abilities. And, and I guess, too, like, I think I want Spider-Man at the end. This, like you said, Adrian, this is Spider-Man in the beginning. And I can honestly say I cannot wait to see Tom Holland, even with my gripes with the movie, I can't wait to see him, like, more of him. Like, I want more of him, and I want to see him grow on film. Because it's going to be a, outstanding. Plus, he does like back handsprings and backflips for days without stunt doubles because he's a gymnast. <laughs> I know I always bring up representation and stuff, but like I thought it was really awesome that, like, I think it was an even more of a curveball because, like, you're like the entire movie. If Liz was white, you'd be like, oh, yeah, that they're, they're going to have a family thing here, they're going to have a family thing here. But no, 
Vulture's in an interracial relationship. And Liz is his daughter. Yeah, like, I think, and the payoff for that is just, like, crazy. Like, so I don't good. think I've met anybody or even, like, read anywhere online where we're like, oh, yeah, uh, I called that. And I'm pretty good at calling stuff. But he, I was <laughs> like, I didn't, it didn't hit me until he was walking up the stairs. And I like, I gripped Stefani's leg, like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then it happened. And then, like, that whole sequence is just so, just so amazing. Like, their interactions was just crazy. Like, and he's, like, you can see he's legitimately bothered by it, like, as, like, yeah. a mopey teenager would be. Like, he's not just going to forget about it and go have fun at the dance. Like, he's, like, legitimately, like, this dude just threatened me with a gun in the car and then told me to go show my show his daughter a good time. Like, that's legitimately yeah. scary. Yeah. Like, I will do anything for my family. I will kill you. Yeah, you he's a great such, time. Like think, Michael Keaton is freaking awesome. Like to like to like that his delivery on that could have been so cheesy. Yeah, like I think this movie does a good job of giving him um a street level villain, but still making that street level villain scary as shit. Yeah. There's no <laughs> villain in the MCU where I'm like, damn, that's messed up. Like I can't think like Loki's great as like an actor and like the stuff he does is great, but I never like, oh, that was kind of messed up, Loki. Like that's kind of scary. Sassy. It's not like he's like and Ultron was just like quippy. Like this was like legitimately scary. And he's just like a low level villain trying to jack stuff. And he's like that scary. Yeah, to make a living <laughs> to support his family. <laughs> yeah, like that's real. Like that's like yeah. a legitimate villain right there. That would happen like in that time. Like in that time period, there would be people stealing, you know, high tech yeah. stuff from yeah. leveling and and stuff. Like that's legit. They set it up because he doesn't even. This is not what he like wanted to do. This is not everything. He just got pushed to the limit to where he said, "Screw it, let's just do this." Yeah, like I have to provide, and I I think like that. Like as much as I've like talked bad about some of the parts of this Spider Man, I'm legitimately excited to see where it goes, because like at least like with the Vulture character and their interactions, that villain is freaking real. Yeah, and I think it. If I don't mean we obviously don't know what they're gonna be doing for like the next movies and stuff, but if they don't do like um like a Green Goblin thing, I think he plays like the perfect like pseudo Norman Osborn because he knows who he is yeah. and he's not telling anybody. Like he's keeping that super close to the chest, even with you know, the guy who we know is gonna be Scorpion in probably in the next movie, maybe. Yeah. I mean well, it's even without even without Norman Osborne, I like I don't think I need a Norman Osborne when you have Michael Keaton doing that good of a job as like that archetype of character. I agree. So I guess moving forward, because that was an interesting, I guess, almost subplot, since they did sell the Stark Tower, possibly Norman yeah. Osborn. I mean, Osborn might be moving into it. That's that's what yeah. I thought. Yes. Yeah. Same. Which is why, you know, um, uh, the son isn't at the school yet. Maybe he comes in after they move in, yep. maybe, yeah. and then you get that whole thing. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah, that's I, what I thought. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, that's what I thought, because I know he mentioned it. As long as he doesn't look like whatever they did with the Oh, God. Yeah. Just takes this. Oh take God! I didn't, I didn't even remember that. And move them out. I had yeah, out I was looking at James until I, I saw was looking James up. Franco, and yes. then you said the other one. I was like, oh wait, yeah, that was James Franco was good. I like, oh, yeah, I like James, James Franco. Franco. Yeah. yeah no, I good. forgot all about that too until was... that was brought up again, and then I saw pictures like, oh yeah, I forgot this actually happened. Oh. I think most people block Amazing Spider-Man out of out at of their minds. At least the second one. I block them both. Yeah. The first one I didn't think was great. But I can't even remember the first one. Sadly, I probably can't yeah, much same. either. But at least I knew it wasn't as bad as the second one. Because the second one, I'm like, oh, this was so awful. Yeah. No, I, I, I think Tom Holland is the best choice for this character. Yes. Like, there, there there's no debating that. Like, he he was, like, Tony, like, Tony Stark was written to be played by Robert Downey Jr., Spider-Man was written to be played by Tom Holland. Yeah, I can see that. Just hand down, hand, hands down. Yeah, like that's. I think it's gonna be good, and I think that's why I have such a gripe with the personal side because I I want so much more of it, and it may just be because I'm like he's really good at it. So, I do want to know what I was kind of a little, at least a little disappointed in. I kind of want to know. Obviously, I know this was Spider-Man Homecoming movie and whatnot, but I want to see if he had any more, if they were going to show, I guess, UTs. Obviously, they had the videos with uh, Captain America, but if they were going to show anything with the, I guess I know they're in post-Civil War, but anything yeah. related to that, per se. Because they only nodded it where, like, the, was it the gym, the gym? Yeah. The, yeah, Hannibal Burris is like, oh, he's a fugitive now. 
<laughs> yeah, he's a war criminal. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know if he was, we were going to get any interaction with that, because I know, at least from the Civil War timeline, or storyline, that, uh, maybe not the MCU one, but the yeah. other one, that Captain America and Spider-Man. Well, did. we do know that Tony Stark was doing something else. Yes. Because he was not, he, he so, like, I guess, usually we go through the, the entire movie, we've just been kind of jumping around. Like, he, in, in the beginning of the movie, he's sending the suits to go and police, um, to police Peter when he goes out <laughs> and does stuff he's not supposed to or gets involved in things that can be bad for him, you know, just to keep him safe. And at first it's like, oh, thank you didn't have to come here. It's like, I didn't come here. This is my suit. I'm talking to you on a phone while I'm in some random foreign country. Um, so I'm sure that's going to play in somewhere because nothing in Marvel is done without setting up something else. So. Yeah, yeah, I'm fine with it being a little detached, at least in this movie. Because like, even at the end of the movie, it's like, ah, I think I'm I'm good with being street level. Yeah. For now, so it, yeah, I, I think it's all right. Because I mean, yeah. if you would have came out and be like, oh, well, I'm Spider Man, then he would probably have to. If he would have joined the Avengers, then you might have got more of like the Civil War consequences. You might have had to do like Sokovia Accords and stuff, which they were teaching about in the school, which I thought was awesome. Yeah, that was actually <laughs> really cool. Yeah, there's there like so many tie-ins that it was connected but not distant enough where it was like oh well okay he's still street level learning spider-man yeah yeah um i also think too big uh or like not the big reveal but like the fun reveal at the end is uh tony stark uh uh proposes to pepper Potts. oh Oh, i'm so glad she's back i love Pots. I do too. I love her so much. And Gwyneth Paltrow was made to play Pepper Potts. Yeah, <laughs> so good. Is awful. She's yeah. a terrible. Like as a as a person, yes. no. Get she's a great Pepper get Potts. goop away. But she's a great Pepper Potts. She she's a perfect Pepper Potts. And I think I, I think that also lets us know where Tony is. Like Tony is connecting with more people now. Um, yeah. Which and, and it shows us that he didn't shut down after Cap because. After that giant cat blowout, I would have shut down. I wouldn't want to talk to anybody. Yeah, like it, like I know, like people were worried about this being Iron Man four, which I really don't think it was. Like I think yeah. Happy had more scenes than oh yeah, I, Happy, than, Happy than Robert played way more a big role than, yeah. than he did. But you still get some of like the character development of Tony Stark even in this. Because yeah. even even like during the the fairy scene, which people were like, oh, the fairy scene. I saw the trailers. I didn't watch any trailers, so I thought the fairy scene was amazing. I didn't even see. I didn't see any of that stuff coming. Um, I saw Spider Man too, but uh, that was bad. I thought this was better. He doesn't just like he doesn't do like the like, <laughs> a weird face. Again. Um, but just like him checking up on him, like oh, I thought you quit Ben like two months ago. Like shows that he is actually emotionally and like morally invested in him outside of just coming in and saving the day. Yeah. Like he knows he's been listening to or like being at least being kept up to date on the voicemails that he that uh, Peter Parker is like getting. leaving. Yeah. Yeah. No, I completely agree. And I think I, I just really like it because it, it gives us a different side to Tony. We've seen the drunk Tony. We've seen the PTSD Tony. We've seen the rich playboy Tony. We see the father Tony now. And I actually really like that because I Iron really Man, like father Tony. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, 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 that not only, I think it gives you a well-rounded Iron Man. I think that it's really great to see him in NVU kind of fleshing out, but it also makes me scared because I know somebody dies in infinity war and you don't complete somebody's character development unless you're going to kill them off. That's because I love I love Robert Downey Jr. So that makes me sad. I just really hope we see that Iron Man Spidey suit again. I thought that suit was awesome. It looked legit. But I hate Iron Spider, and it resembled Iron Spider. I thought it looked good. It looked really good. I'm just worried about I it. Looked good. Looked a little bit, but looked like a little mix of like Iron Spider and like um, oh, why is it escaping me? Um, Rip. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't remember. Oh, um, <laughs> like it's like a mix of like the Iron Man spider suit and like the Scarlet Spider like kind of oh. like, a little bit. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. yeah. That's why I was like, oh man. Yeah. They're just doing all kinds of tie-ins in this movie. Yeah. No, I mean, I love the suit. I just don't like Iron Spider. Gotcha. That's can, we, can we talk about MJ? Awesome. Yeah. You that was it? dumb. I was like, yeah, do we want to? Because I was like, I thought it was dumb. So. Yeah. It was I, dumb. I would have been fine with it. 
But with as much as freaking Zendaya was actually like promoting this movie, she did nothing. I got nothing out of it. So the big like, you can call me MJ. That meant nothing to me. It meant nothing. It was. Yeah. It was like the only problem I had in the movie is Flash Thompson and MJ. It was just so dumb. Like, you didn't have to do that. Yeah. There was no reason for you to. I'm just hoping um, they make her like, oh, her name's just MJ, but like. She moves away and they get a new character. Right, but like, hopefully, like. Her, it's like Michelle Jameson or something, and they just no, try it to is. like. It Jay. is. It, yeah, no, no. She has a different name. It's not Mary Jane. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I know it's not Mary it's Jane, a, but they okay. could easily. But like knowing movies and stuff, and as much as she was like in the promotion for this movie, like they could easily make her MJ. Yeah. If they wanted to, but I'm just yeah. hoping that they just like make her, you know, go away. Something yeah. else. Yeah, I, not, I didn't like. It. I mean, MJ. I felt nothing for her. Like, I I don't, and this goes back to what I was saying. Like, a lot of the side characters were throwaway characters, and I didn't care about them, except for Ned. I loved me some Ned. I genuinely- I, mean, I liked her character. I thought I she was funny. I thought she played, like, the edgy, you know, I don't care about anything kind of person. But that's not what Mary, Mary Jane is. And, like, that's my problem with it. Like, I don't have a problem with, like, that character. I have a problem with that character not being Mary Jane. If they would have made her Mary okay. Jane, and she would have been how Mary Jane is in, like, comics and continuity that would have been okay. It's the same problem I have with with Flash. Like, you can make those characters different than the comics in terms of, like, diversity, but at least make them, like, the resemble... The character in the comics, yeah. yeah. <laughs> make them at least resemble, you know, personality-wise. Like, that, yeah. make that's nothing like Mary Jane. Like, yeah, make them fit the arc. The race isn't important for the character. Just make them fit the damn arc. Make them yeah. fit the story. A lot of redheads out there will disagree with you. Are the redheads really mad? Right. Can you name any other famous redhead? It's it's that's a fair point. Yeah, that is a fair point. That's what I'm saying. There aren't any other redheads. Which is like people like Linda Big Deal. I'm like, she needs to be redhead, and they're like, oh, whatever, white redhead. No, like redheads don't get much. Seems like, but that was one character. I couldn't even make her redhead. But hold on, maybe she's not Mary Jane. I'm just like angry for nothing. But yeah, which is one of the things I hope they change in the thing. It's not enough to like to make me like not like the movie, obviously. But it's just when even the theater, like I rolled my eyes so hard. Yeah, yeah. how I did. Same. Yeah. I also want to point out, too, like, I think you kind of just reiterate what you said, Adrian. Like, it doesn't matter that Zendaya played MJ. It was just that she was MJ. And it was a poorly built MJ. It was a poorly, like, constructed idea of MJ. Yeah. I would have much preferred, like, like, some new girl coming into the school at the end. Yeah, and, and asking what her MJ. name is, like, oh, that's MJ. Like, oh, sweet, you just set up, you know, the love interest. Somebody that you had not movie. seen the entire time. Yeah, just I would like that. Then you can much, do the call me NJ scene. Yeah. But yeah, and then Flash just wasn't Flash. Like, I have no problem with him being that actor. I like it's just like you did nothing to actually make Peter feel bad. The only problem I have with that actor was he just, he, I guess, because he's played in a lot more comedy roles. At least one yeah. of them. He he doesn't seem, I guess, imposing to, when you compare him towards Peter. Like when they like go face to face or look like look at each other, saying he's not imposing at all. He doesn't in any look way. comfortable doing that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he doesn't leave yeah, yeah, like, physically like a super nice smart guy or anything. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This just seems like totally they, forced. Yeah, they've played the character down so much that when the actor actually has to do it, it's just kind of like yeah, yeah. No, that I. It, yeah, and I think that there are just some actors who don't, who can't move in between those two different types of personalities. But yeah, so um, I guess as always, where do you all rank it, Adrian? Um, in terms of like comic book movies, probably uh, I don't know, maybe like six or seven, maybe five in in that range. Um, are you including all the comic book movies? Yeah. Or just MCU yeah. movies. Okay. Well, I'm just, well, I'm just thinking we'll MCU. Comic I mean, the and only MCU. I mean, the only comic book movie that I put in, like in like my, my top five or top ten would be like Dark Knight. Really, I don't like any of the other ones. Really, um, I liked it better than I liked Wonder Woman. So it's definitely my favorite comic book movie of the year. Better than Logan. Uh, did Logan come out this year? Was that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, this was so long ago. Oh yeah, it was like in March. Yeah. I'm in like summer movie mode. Um, yeah, I mean, below, below Logan, uh, above um, Wonder Woman, Guardians. in terms of like above above Guardians too. I 
Okay. I liked Guardians too, but it's definitely not one of my favorites of the year. Um, and for Spider-Man movies, it's my favorite Spider-Man movie with like a close with Spider-Man two coming in a close, close second. Cause I really yeah. enjoy Spider-Man two. Uh, Matt. Um, I have to put it below Logan. Guardians. I had more fun with Guardians. Um, like I said, I this I think I'm too old. It was Spider Kid in some way to me, so I couldn't in other stuff. But yeah, a little bit below Guardians, better than Wonder Woman. Um, as far as Spider movie, Spider Man Two still beat this one. And then overall, overall, oh, I mean, out of thing, it it this is hard for me because I think as an overall movie and everything that they did and how they did it, I think it's up there. As far as like, as well done, one of the best movies like you said. But as far as just personal preference, it's just probably maybe in the top five down there. Does it beat the Thor's? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Not, I mean, come on, come on, don't don't disrespect this <laughs> yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's not I don't know much. if you listen to or meet the editor. Asa puts those Thor's in his top five. So well, Asa is British and knows nothing, <laughs> obviously. So. <laughs> 1776, fool. Come on. <laughs> That's when history began. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. I mean, yeah, so for me, I think overall, um, Spider-Man 2 is going to take cake for me. Um, this is, like, I have, com- and I, like, texted a couple of friends about, like, I have complicated feelings because I acknowledge how good of a movie it is, I guess, kind of like Matt said. But it wasn't the Spidey I wanted. But if I just put that aside, it definitely falls probably. It's it's top 10 for me. Um, I would put it. Logan's better. I guess like within the top 10, I would put it. I guess Wonder Woman was my 10. So I'd put it above Wonder Woman for sure. I'd put it above Guardians 1. And then I'd put that. And then I'd put everything else up um excluding thors and hulks and all that sea crap speaking of which just a quick comment i didn't i completely forgot hulk was even around until when i did the thing with asa and he mentioned the hulk i was like oh my gosh i forgot that was actually a movie oh we don't talk about those (laughs) (laughs) mark ruffalo that's it yeah uh do you think so i think why i like spider-man 2 so much is because it just improves. It does what like good sequels are supposed to do. Like you're supposed to improve off yes. the original thing. Do you think yeah. that Spider-Man: Homecoming, like this Spider-Man, has a higher? Like do you think the ceiling for this one is higher than the Spider-Man movies with Tobey Maguire? Yes. What story arc are we using? Or we? What are we able to bring in? I guess. I mean, they. You can literally bring in anything in these next movies. I think yeah, that's like why the potential from it, like what it sets up. That's like, why I, that's why I think Spider-Man three did so bad because you did you put the Green Goblin and then you the next movie you did Doc Ock like you put two of the biggest villains he ever faces yeah. right away like the I think there's more room for you to do things like Sinister Six or like the Clone Saga or you know Venom's gonna be in the universe so you can do that eventually too. I honestly don't think you can do Venom in this MCU. I think if you do Venom, it has to be way down the line. I mean, that's not besides my point. I'm just asking if, like, you <laughs> sorry, think sorry. the my ceiling bad. is higher yeah. for this. Oh, or yeah, yeah, for... yeah. My, I totally got off on there. <laughs> I, think, uh, <laughs> I think it's because we know a Venom movie's coming. I think that's yeah. why I said that. Yeah. Um, you want me to answer? Yes, yeah, you answer. answer. Okay. I, I'm little, I think sorry. the I, I do think the ceiling is higher. Like, I think, I think Spider Man. MCU Spider-Man 2, I think, will blow Spider-Man 2 out of the water. That much I do say. And I put that solely in Tom Holland's capability to act. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Like, Do you think Spider-Man yeah. Homecoming 2, whatever they, they decide to name it, yeah. will be you know, like, no. better than this or better than any of the other ones? Yeah, and I also I, think... I think so as well. I think it was going to be amazing. If they, if they do what they did here and translate it and give you like a hard storyline that's gonna make you feel stuff like because you like you know he can make you feel i think they'll they'll do great yeah and i also think too i just want more michael keaton same <laughs> and, please do sinister six like please do it <laughs> and i think too like it has like that ceiling has to be high because the next phase is going to be riding on spidey's back yeah 
So. Oh shit! We forgot to mention Spider Sense. <laughs> License. A lot of people were mad stuff. that he didn't have. I actually was upset, and everybody I talked to was actually very upset about it. But um. I mean, yeah, so Spider Sense not having Uncle Ben in it. I think there's like more things to be upset about other than not having. I don't Spider-Sense. care about Uncle Ben. I do know he has. Well, he Spider Man, of course. Though. I guess that was the whole thing. He well, no, they like... they said he didn't have. Yeah, it. it's not they have. He has it, and it's late. Like they said, he does not have yeah. Spider Sense. And I'm sorry. Yeah, that was I mean, a conscious it's choice. Not, it's, it's not. Not not their fault. I mean, yeah, gotta differentiate something. Choice to take it away. I thought it was because it was like licensing and stuff, and they didn't no. want to like connect no. it to the. No. They just no. no. <laughs> okay, this is our review for Spider-Man: Homecoming. Uh, if you think we left anything out, make sure you let us know, and we will talk about it. Um, we're always looking for interaction, and I actually wanted to make sure that I give a shout out to. Uh, I'm probably gonna mispronounce this, but at. Laushin Volpus? I'm not sure, but I talked with you on Twitter about the uh, terrible Flash idea. We had a really constructive conversation about some of the stuff that I felt that it left out, um, the Spider-Man Homecoming left out. So uh, always at us. I am at OhMyMythRandir on Twitter and Instagram. Adrian? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at SuperReese93, S-U-P-E-R-R-U-I-Z 93. And Matt? Find me at Twitter, on Twitter at uh, datm18, D-A-T-T-M-1-8. And you can find the podcast at But Why Though PC on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We will respond there as well. Um, yeah. Uh, I'll, like, put some Spider-Man music here. Bye, guys. Bye.